needed to find additional energy and enlightenment. And luckily, I stumbled across some really game-changing perspectives. Welcome to Career Strategies for Women That Work with me, JJ DiGeronimo. In each podcast, I design the format to share insights, tools, and inspiration for you to gain the momentum you need to catapult in the direction you desire. With this, you can find show notes in the description. Let's get started. Did you catch that CNBC article on December 3rd? I guess I sort of knew things were not going in the right direction for working women, but to see the numbers in print was rather shocking. 9.8 million working women in the U.S. are suffering from burnout. 9.8 million. I guess I sort of thought it would be higher because I know I'm suffering from burnout and I'm sure you may be too. For those of you that are managing family, children, remote schooling, filling the child gap, making dinners, lunches, breakfasts, and trying to do a great job in your job, I thought the burnout numbers would be double or even triple. But, you know, they didn't call me and I'm sure they didn't call you. But they did actually interview 440,000 working parents, including 226,000 working mothers. So they probably have an indicator that things are not going so great for caretakers, which about 53% of the parents say mom is the primary caretaker. But, you know, I think it's good to just see that people are writing about this because honestly, people are leaving the workforce, people are tired, they're exhausted. And I think for many of us, we need to get together to discuss it, to really come together and share what's working and what's not working. Because I feel that there's so much power in connection of like women that can discuss the honesties of trying to juggle everything at home and at work. It not only is empowering, but it gives each of us a sense that we're not alone. Before we jump into ideas, strategies, and even actions that can really pull you out of burnout, I think it's a good idea to just say, you know, what is burnout? Because for me, I just really always thought it was just pure exhaustion. So I had to do a little research myself. I found myself on helpguide.org to really get an idea of what burnout is. They say burnout is a state of emotional, physical, or mental exhaustion caused by excessive or prolonged stress, which I think we can all agree we've had some state of that this year. And it really occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet the constant demands. And you may even lose interest and motivation to keep you moving in the right direction. So for any of you that were like me and just thought it was exhaustion, it actually is a little bit more than that. And I think you have to have real strategies to pull yourself out of this. One time I was in the wrong job and I didn't realize it, but I was burned out. I was aligned with the wrong team, the wrong leader, which I would probably categorize as a boss at the time. And I was essentially swimming in a mud puddle. And when I was swimming in that mud puddle, I was attracting other people in that mud puddle. And it wasn't until I took proactive actions to really help increase my energy, which I often call frequency, so that I could dig myself out of that puddle and really align myself to the energy that was 
empowering, and that came from the inside out. So I'm really looking forward to diving into some of those activities next. So stay tuned. I want to send a special thank you to KiwiCo for sponsoring today's episode. KiwiCo was created to celebrate kids' natural creativity and curiosity while helping parents who want to bring enriched experiences to their children. They make it fun and easy and delightful for families to spend time building, exploring, and creating together. KiwiCo was a perfect option for my niece, Marissa. Her birthday was just last week, and with the current situation, it was hard to figure out the right thing to get her. And so I thought something that she could get in the mail that would be creative, hands-on, and spend a little time working on something other than schoolwork. I've used KiwiCo in the past for other gifts, and I have to say the kids that receive it are so thrilled to not only get mail, but get something they can dive right into. So if you're thinking about someone you might need a gift for, either now for the holidays or for the birthday, use the link in the show notes for 50% off your first month of any line. I can assure you it would be a big hit for any kid in your life. So I'm looking forward to jumping back into this because I think for many of us, we are so conditioned to push through, so conditioned to get to the other side. And I know for myself, there's many days that I've just had my head down pushing forward. Uh, I'd like to say there's been some real moments of joy too, you know, when you can't leave the house and everybody's in it trying to work and get their their tasks and responsibilities and schoolwork done. We've had a lot of moments of really understanding each other at new levels because we have to cohabitate in a lot of ways. But that doesn't mean that I don't still have my moments of depression and just not really feeling myself as I get so much energy from people. And now that so many of my events have been canceled and many of them are online, it's really not the same. And so I think for many of us, really starting to think about What are some of the moments of joy that I have had during this time? And that could be as simple as eating lunch together or getting outside more often or finding ways to occupy your time outside of watching TV. Whatever that is for you, where are the moments of joy that have come forward for you over the last six to nine months? What are some of the feelings that you've had? What are some of the feelings that you've had? Because I think a lot bubbles up during this time when we're conditioned to our space and we are in a different modality in many ways, we oftentimes have to show up in a different way. And so what have you really learned about yourself and what is coming forward for you? And then finally, what is it that you yearn to run towards? What are you missing? What are something that you're like, gosh, I can't wait to do this? Because I think for many of us, if we really think about where are we getting our joy, what's coming forward to us, and what do we want to run to, oftentimes it gives us a clear view of really what what excites us in our life, what things are really happening. Because what I like to believe is that nothing happens to us. Things actually happen for us. And I think there's a very distinct difference. If you start to really think about what is happening for me here, what am I learning? What are things I need to pay attention to more often? What are things I need to let go? And what are things I want to run towards? I think for many of us, really starting to think about this is happening for me. I really need to think about what is unfolding 
right now, right here. So with this, here are three questions that I often keep in mind. One, if this is being done for me, what am I being asked to see differently? Two, if this is being done for me, what am I being asked to let go? And three, if this is being done for me, what am I interested in running towards? Where do I wanna use the gifts that were given to me? I often think by repositioning a current situation, or in this case, something that has been happening for months, repositioning it to, if this is being done for me, what am I supposed to be learning right now? And I think for me, it's been a lot about patience. It's been a lot about investing in time away from my desktop. And it's been about letting go of things that often used to matter to me. In fact, I've spent a lot of time this year listening to podcasts and reading new books because I needed to find additional energy and enlightenment. And luckily, I stumbled across some really game-changing perspectives. So in addition to this is happening for me, rather than this is happening to me, I've also had other books that have helped shift my outlook and even created an increased desire to explore my reactions, my viewpoints, and my approach to both work and life. One of my favorite books during this period has been Emily Bennington's book, Miracles at Work, Turning Inner Guidance into Outer Influence. It's been wonderful because the words have really brought attention to self-awareness, energy levels, and my responses. Her words have helped me recognize when I'm working from a place of anxiety and judgment and even comparison and fear. And her insights remind me to ask, why am I afraid or why do I feel less? Through this work and many other bodies of information, it seems that I have two choices. I can either live in love and acceptance of the current situation or in fear and anxiety. And honestly, it's easy to live in fear and anxiety because our fear-based society makes us often want to feel like a victim and make us feel that it's happening to us rather than for us. So when you think about yourself based on where you are right now, are you taking on more of a, this is happening to me or this is happening for me? Because your inner dialogue of fear or love carries into all of your interactions, all of your to-dos, and all of your relationships. So how do we ensure that that inner dialogue is aligned to the best version of ourself? It's so easy for us to sort of take on the energy of other people or feel stressed out or frazzled based on other people's conversations. I think for many of us, we need to be more mindful of how we feel from the inside out. And this is not easy to do. We often have to be very particular about how we spend our time and what energy we let inside of us. Because for many of us, we take on the energy of our last meeting or our last interaction or what happened that morning or what we're anticipating to happen later. And so for finding time to really understand what is going on inside? What is my barometer? How do I feel about myself? 
How do I feel about my current situation? How do I feel about my work? I think taking time to inventory where you are right now is the first step. Then when you really get an idea of how you're feeling, and believe me, I know this changes minute to minute, so I'm not expecting you to have an answer for every minute of the day, but an overall understanding of how you're feeling, because honestly, you can't shift or align or empower yourself if you don't really understand where you're starting. And for many of us that feel exhausted and possibly even burned out, we have to really find time within to figure out where am I right now and what is the work I need to do to empower myself, really giving myself the energy I need to lift myself to that next level, that next level of energy, that next level of appreciation, that next level of gratitude. So taking an inventory is the first step. The second step is really understanding what do you focus on? What is the mind chatter you have? What are you talking to yourself about on a regular basis? Are you beating yourself up regularly or are you saying, I can do this, I can do this? Now, for many of us, it is easy to beat ourselves up. I definitely do this way too often. And so I have to really think about what am I thinking about? And then I need to figure out how do I make time to energize myself? And what does that look like? What does energizing myself look like? Does that mean I like to cook? I like to go for a walk? I like to curl up with a nice blanket and read a book? So many of us often carve ourselves out of our schedule. And so finding time to empower ourselves is absolutely critical. But oftentimes you only do that if you give yourself permission. So are you giving yourself permission to energize yourself? Are you giving yourself permission? Because honestly, we often put ourselves at the end. And if you're putting yourself at the end of your day, at the end of your schedule, or not even putting yourself on your schedule, it is not surprising that you feel exhausted. So finding time, whether you get up early in the morning or you take time at lunch, or you carve out a half an hour at night to do something you love. And for me, sometimes it's just getting on a Zoom call with women that really inspire me or buying into a masterclass or watching YouTube videos that give me energy. And I think for many of us, we've had to be creative on finding new ways to do that because our usual ways are not as available as they used to be. So for us, as you're thinking about your life, as you're thinking about where you are, as we're wrapping up the year, I think taking the self-inventory we talked about, finding out what your mind chatter is happening, how are you talking to yourself, understanding what actually energizes you, and then giving yourself permission to add more things to your schedule that are going to inspire you. It's not uncommon to be where you're at right now, but to be honest, the only way to sort of move forward and really make the impact you desire is by giving yourself permission to inspire yourself first. And for me, the best place to start with inspiring myself is to start with gratitude. This is taking me time to learn, to really be truly grateful, as it often was a quick thought or part of a prayer, but now I start and end my day each day with three to five things that I'm truly grateful for. And this could be as something as simple as a warm house, the food I ate that day, the family members I enjoy, all the frontline workers that have kept our world going, And even just the clean clothes I get to wear or the makeup I put on my face. I mean, really thinking about how grateful we are for what we have. 
And genuinely, when you have gratitude, when you focus on things that energize, that you're grateful for, that empower you, it is much easier to continue focusing on those things. You may be thinking, is that it? Is that what we're going to talk about? Let me assure you, this is a process, and oftentimes you have to start within before you can make adjustments outside. So whether you're in a job or a relationship or a situation that may be burning you out, you do have to take a step back and really think about your thoughts, really think about what you're focusing on, and really create a gratitude practice because honestly, You need to have enough momentum to leap in a new direction or move beyond where you are today. You have to start within. And I only know this because I have had to do these things too. In 2016, I started a very important spiritual practice to help me work through things that happened in my childhood, that helped me better understand my own hangups and even things that were occupying me more than I'd like to express right now. I started this in 2016 and it took me several years to gain the momentum to even have the confidence to create a podcast. So hopefully my journey and the journey that all of you will share together will elevate all of us. So I appreciate you joining us. There will be a link below with the show notes that include many of the questions I've discussed, the articles, and feel free to send a note, to subscribe, or share with a friend, as it takes all of us to come together in a safe place to elevate many of us. Thank you for joining us, and I look forward to joining you next time.